0: Hey guys, it's Tom here in another episode of the Colourful Kit Podcast Extra, and it might be a, a bit of a short one this, uh, a little bit short of time, but I've managed to squeeze this in today for you guys. Okay, I'm going to begin this with a controversial statement. I don't think this season has been as exciting as some recent seasons. And I don't have much to back that up, but I do have goals per game averages and goals on everything when it comes to excitement of matches for sure, you know, it would be Stupid to purely judge upon goals, because <laughs> you could watch a football match with thirty goals and it wouldn't be very good because that it's too many. But uh, assuming that there is a decent standard of defending, which I think there has been in the game over the past few seasons, goals can be a good way of judging from from year to year how uh, exciting the league is because you know the league shouldn't change too much in terms of style and quality of of play but the excitement in the season itself may change a bit and a lot to do with that is how many goals are going in so this is the last five seasons um goals per game okay so average goals per game across the whole season so 2015 clausura we had 2.58 um, fifteen Apertura was did I do this the wrong way around? Uh, oh no, because it's I, I'm getting confused because it's not calendar year. It's yeah okay. Uh, twenty fifteen Apertura was three point zero one goals per game. In the sixteen clausura and the sixteen Apertura, we had two point eight two, and so far in the twenty seventeen clausura, we've had two point four three. Okay, so this is the lowest goals per game since the twenty fourteen Apertura. Obviously, the season hasn't finished yet, but so far it is, and it's a significant decrease on the previous three seasons. You know, we're getting almost half a goal per game less than the last two seasons we've had, and more than half a goal less than we had in the twenty fifteen Apertura. So I think this shows that. I mean, it certainly it shows that there's been less goals. I think it suggests that there's been a bit less excitement. Um, you know, we, just to give a, a small cross-section of the season, we had a very busy week with, with the extra midweek games. And to be honest, you, you look for the results. Did we have any great games? I mean, um, only one team scored more than two goals, and that was Tigres in a 4-0 win. So it wasn't a great game. Santos-Monterey was 2-2. I didn't see it, but perhaps that was a great game. Um, I I don't think we had really many great games. Where yeah, thinking about previous seasons, um, we yeah we had. I think I I I feel like we had more amazing games uh, and less certainly less dull games. Where again, I don't have the statistics on this, but I'm sure we're getting a lot more nil-nils than we've had in the past. I'm I'm pretty sure we're getting a lot more um, goalless draws, which there aren't many good nil-nils. I always think back to Mexico-Brazil in the World Cup as being a great nil-nil, but normally a nil-nil means not much excitement, unfortunately. So why could this be happening? Uh, Why... Why are there less goals per game? You know, certainly that, that that's a fact. There are less goals per game than there have been in previous seasons, and and why is there, in my opinion, a bit lower level of excitement? Well, one theory I have is to do with Mickeys. So Kopemikis in years gone was not cared about one bit. It was eleven changes, absolutely. You know, it, it would be stunning if a team. Played with any of their players that started in the previous Liga Mechies game, you'd see a ton of youngsters. You'd normally see ridiculous lineups, like because teams generally have more attacking players in their squad than defensive players. I, I remember watching games and I'd try and be, I'd spend the whole whole game working out, you trying to work out what the formation was because they'd have like three strikers and four wingers on the pitch, and one centre back, and I was trying to work, you know, work out what the team was. But they made a lot of changes, that's the point. And this season, I'm seeing a lot less. I think the competition has been taken a lot more seriously now than it previously was. Why? Um, yeah, maybe it was the revamp, having an uh, having fewer group stage games and, and more knockout games and extra round of the knockouts. Um, perhaps it's, it's because... Big teams like like Chivas have, have shown people that it's a tournament that people care about, and so other teams are following. Maybe it's because managers see it as their way of keeping on to their jobs. If they're not going to do well in the gear then maybe they can do well in the Copemekis, um, and Chris a fantastic example of that, Paco James, tried to do well in Copemekis. Um, yeah, perhaps as a way to keep his job. So we're seeing a lot more stronger teams and a lot less rotation in Copa Mekis. This inevitably will reduce level of performance in Liga Mekis. Players are not getting the week off in between games that they used to. They're playing two games a week they're fatigued. They're not going to play as well and tiredness, lower performance, slower tempo games will normally logically it should lead to defences doing better because the, you know, the attackers aren't capable of um, playing to their, their best ability they aren't capable of uh, working hard or game or or they've lost that slight yard of pace because they're a little bit tired uh, they can't produce that, that moment of quality due to the fatigue so fewer goals it, you can make an argument I guess for it, re- reducing defences and um, yeah leading to more goals but I think generally defenders you know, defenders don't um, cover as much of the field. There's not, they don't run as far as attacking players uh, or midfield players. Another argument is that actually we're seeing an increase in quality and that's reducing the number of goals scored. So you know, perhaps we're seeing more defensive players join the league and more top quality defensive players. Um, the ten eight rule I think has significance here because as as I will show in an article uh, an article to, to watch out for should be this week there is a bias with, in the use of foreign players there is a bias towards getting and attacking foreign players and when there were only 5 foreign player spots this meant very few foreign defenders were coming into the league and with less Uh, choice of of defenders less player pool to choose from that reduces the quality with more um, foreign player spots we're seeing more defenders coming into the league it's still a massive difference between defenders and attackers as I will prove in an article this week it should be really interesting but there is, there are more defenders in the league from from, uh, foreign leagues and whatever you think about that there's no doubt that Logically, that should increase uh, the standard of play because you have more players to choose from. So naturally, more players to choose from means there's going to be higher quality players. Increase in quality of defenders means reduction in number of goals scored. That that's the the again, that's the logical um, you know cause and effect, and um, this is perhaps a consequence of the league getting better. Becoming a high quality league is that, yeah, not not just more foreign players coming in, but as the league gains in reputation, higher quality foreign players are coming into the league, and yeah, maybe that's why we're seeing a reduction in goals. This is one season, so it would be a massive bold claim to go from, uh, to go you know, save from one season reduction in, in average goals per game. We've got a stronger league with much better defenders. That would be, you could, um, yeah, too much of a bold statement, but it's a possibility. That's what I'm saying. Another possibility is, is the success of defensive tactics that we've seen this season, and a lot of teams, I think, have done well from playing uh, defensively. Yeah, def- I mean, without a doubt, the best example is Club America. This is not the sort of Club America side we're used to seeing uh, and have seen for a while you know you think about the usual Estadio Azteca games um, you think ridiculously open games at the Azteca used to be uh, absurd I remember when I first started watching the league that there were so many things about Mexican football that opened my eyes but um, that really opened my eyes to here's another way of playing football like the pitch is so open there's it's end to end non-stop Things have changed. La has come in. He's playing a a defensive five at the back. He sits back. He doesn't uh, look to open up the games and attack uh, the opponent. He he looks to keep it tight. And, yeah, defensive tactics have worked really, really well for them. (laughs) Really well. Just look at where they've come from and and where they are on the table now. The other sides, um, like Monterey, on on a fair few occasions this season, I've seen... Turco play, you know, as as we know Turco does, he goes pragmatic. He he plays defensive football when needs be They did against Toluca. They sat back, they they kept the game tight. Um, I think that, you know, Tigres in their in their own way play defensively or don't take too many risks by just holding onto the ball and not letting the other team have it. Um, Santos uh, are pretty solid defensively as well. And um, Pachuca have been the uh, the the kind of strangest one, but I'll, I'll come into that in a minute. Um, Morelia, another one, yeah, thirteen goals conceded this season. Morelia, team in the past few seasons who have have seen tons of goals going in at both ends, but this season they've decided that keeping solid is the way to stay up, and that's why they've scored twelve and conceded thirteen after you know last season when. They conceded, um, in the whole season, they conceded 34 and scored 28. So a, a complete change. So I think we've seen a lot of teams that have played, not necessarily full-out defensive football all the time, as in what Nakaksa did during the Apertura, but more defensive and and certainly in, in certain games at, at the right moment, um, going for a, a pragmatic approach, which perhaps reduce the quality and excitement of games for a neutral fan but has earned results and you know if one team does it other teams will copy if people saw what Nakaxa did last season and then thought well if Nakaxa can do it with their budget with their quality of team then we can do even better with our quality of team finally Pachuca Pachuca a side I wrote an article about last week and I wrote something about them because I'm so stunned about what's happened. And Pachuca, for me and for so many other people I know, used to be like the highlight of the Liga Mickey's weeks. It was always like, oh, the Pachuca game's on now. I can't, you know, I can't wait for this Pachuca game. Because they were so good to watch. You know, not only did they have uh, the exciting young players and talented foreign players but their games were always so exciting you know they they played attacking football they played attractive football they were brilliant to watch they've been brilliant to watch for so many seasons and there are so many great Pachuca games I remember watching over the years the 4-4 at Chivas, do you remember that game? that was insane I think uh, though maybe the number one was I forget whether it was 5-2 or 5-3 against Puebla They played for some reason one week on a Sunday night and it was at home on a Sunday night and it was like the only time I've ever, only chance I've ever had to watch a Pachuca Liga Mekis game, regular season Liga Mekis game at home on their own, you know, without there being a clash with another team and this game was just stupid, I don't know if anyone remembers this game against Puebla but I've never seen a game like so open and so end-to-end with so many chances. It's been completely different this season. 11 goals scored, 11 goals against. Um, And in their last eight home games, they haven't conceded. But they've only scored three times. Five nil-nil draws in their last eight home league games, It's unthinkable of, of the Pachuca that I have come to know over the past few seasons. And I guess from... A personal and a statistical perspective, the reduction in goals in Pachuca games has had a massive impact on the vision of the league as a whole. So perhaps making bold claim Claim... (laughs) Claim... Bold claimants. Bold claimants. Bold bold claim or bold statement. Pick one. Uh, Bold claim. I'll go with claim. Perhaps making a bold claim... Maybe I should just say claimants from now on. (laughs) Perhaps making a bold claim about the whole league just uh it, it is wrong because maybe it's greatly affected by like Pachuca and America because they've changed how they play and because they've got more defensive because there are less goals in their games that's dramatically brought down the league's average goals per game and also how I see and enjoy the league maybe you know uh it's it's all um it's all kind of speculation, this, I guess, you know, uh, I I, it, I don't have any statistics on if Pachuca had scored more goals this season, how, how that would affect average goals per game, but certainly, overall, in the league, the goals per game is down, and it's a bit of a shame, but you know what, this league is still head and shoulders, in my opinion, head and shoulders above anything else in the world, so... I can't complain too much, but yeah, I'd be interested in you, you guys, and what you guys think of this, has this season been a little bit below par, a little bit disappointing, or has it been good, have you enjoyed it, or are you sitting there going, meh, La <laughs> you know, At the end of the day, you'll judge the season uh, on the gear as much as you'll judge it on anywhere else. Cesar Montes, play and stay- quedarse no solamente para decir un joven y después que quede desaparecido por ¿no? es que Cesar de Montes perhaps isn't the most obvious choice for the Player of the Week but he gets it because uh, he really really impressed me on Sunday he was man marking Fernando Uribe in that game against Toluca who is as we know one of the best and most dangerous strikers in Liga MX Uh, Three times in the first half, Uribe was fed through on goal, and I I think against a normal defender, probably would have had some great shooting opportunities. Against Montes, he had none. Uh, Montes showed his strength, his reading of the game, and his fantastic timing of slide challenges as he snuffed out all of those three chances and uh, stopped Toluca from taking an early lead in the first half of the game. I think for that, he, he did more, as much, if not more, than anyone else to earn that, that um, hard-earned point for Monterrey And what was a tough game for them at Estadio Numesio Diaz. Certainly someone that I think should be, uh, should have been called up for Mexico so far. Hasn't yet. But with the Gold Cup and the Confederations Cup coming up in the summer... Surely, surely he's going to make his international debut. First question this week comes from at uh, Ramsden Aaron, who asks: Firstly, game, his game you attended? It's disappointing, but I never have never have and i must so i will at some point uh hopefully in the, the near-ish future uh although getting to mexico is is not the easiest thing in the world but yeah i need to and um it's it, it will be one hell of an experience i'm sure so yeah i'm very excited about if and when it happens when it happens it will happen when it um, One from at Cesar Alvarez415 who asks, is it possible Mexico's best defender at the moment is Diego Reyes? It's possible. To be honest, I haven't seen enough of him at club level. I would still say, personally, I think Hector Moreno is a better defender than Reyes. Reyes, I think, has been quite unlucky for the national team he he often gets played at right back and defensive mid which I don't think is his, are his positions I know that Osorio likes full players uh, he likes physicality he likes to have a security at set pieces if not a threat at set pieces security at set pieces and Reyes isn't seen in, in that sense as, as that sort of defender but I do think he's a, a quality player. He, you know, hasn't hasn't developed as much as many were hoping, I know. But I do think he's a good player. And considering the season he's had, perhaps he deserves to, to get the nod uh, at centre-back alongside Moreno this summer in the CONFED Cup. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, finally this week, a couple of questions on... Pumas I've decided to answer together. At Reed Maneer asks why are my Pumas so bloody terrible and at uh, let me let me give this one a go. I Okay. That might be right. I'm sorry if it's not. Uh, the question is, how hot is Paca Palencia's seat? So yeah, Pumas have been on a poor run after a really good start to the season currently sitting in 11th place, two points outside of a Ligia spot, which is yeah, I think disappointing, considering how they start the season, considering their squad, I think where you've got to cut them a bit of slack is that Nico Castillo has been injured and he is I mean, he's sensational he's been sensational so far this season Uh, Britos is a good striker as well but He's better in a number 10 role. But definitely a lot better in a number 10 role. So, they've been weakened in that sense. But, you know, they still lose too many games away from home. I think, well, yeah, they, they don't do enough away from home. The home form has kind of um, deserted them a bit lately. They've lost, lost two on the trot. Although, you know, judging by those games, they were very unfortunate. The game against America was was very tight. The game against Toluca, they completely dominated, and yeah, we're very unlucky to lose that game. Uh, that was the the, the Saldiva era who, when he gave it to uh, Esquivel, and, and Esquivel's got a really nice chip. So yeah, that was a game they they, they should have won, to be honest. But um, we're, we're unlucky not to. Well, I mean, unlucky unlucky a a bad word. It doesn't really mean anything, but um, it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't bad luck. It was a, it was a bad error from Saliva, and it was an amazing game for Talavera. I guess you could say they're unlucky in the sense that Talavera uh, could have not have played as well that day, uh, and that was something that was out of their control. But yeah, I don't think. I think they're a good team. You know, I look at the squad. I've looked. I've seen the play quite a lot this season and I don't think they're a bad team at all I, I, I think they're a strong team I think they're a very similar team to the, the side that won the league uh, not won the league um, almost won the league we got to the final and uh, were were super leader though I like the, I, I quite like the system they play I would say I think Palencia sometimes goes to attacking. Um, like I was saying, there's been a lot of success this season with pragmatic approaches towards some games. And when they turn up and they play Abraham as their sort of only defensive midfielder, that's a problem. You know, Abraham is an amazing footballer, uh, uh, such a great creative player. But he doesn't offer much defensively in the holding midfield role. And I often think at times there's a lack of protection for the Pumas defence. You combine this with, like I said, some occasional very attacking strategies. I mean, look at how they played against Tigres. They tried to take the game to Tigres. They left so many gaps for Tigres and they got absolutely taken apart. Uh, they lost 5-0 in the, in Ligia last year. They lost 4-0 this, this season. And that's concerning that Palencia hasn't learned from his previous mistake and he hasn't learned from watching how other teams have played and had success at El Volcán. And that is not by attacking Tigres. Chivas tried it, didn't work. Pumas tried it, didn't work. That's by playing defensively. It's by frustrating them, keeping it tight, keeping compact perhaps Pumas aren't the sort of side that can do that but you know uh, I think trying that would have had more success than uh, what they did on Saturday so I, I would have I would have said that I don't see Palencia going at all but if they don't pick it up if they don't make uh, the gear then that's going to be I think a major flop however Veracruz, Morelia, Puebla are their final three games. So they're... and two of them at home, they've got a great chance of making it. I, I'm going to say that I think with those games, uh, with the quality they do have in their squad, um, I think they're gonna they're gonna make it. I think I'm going to stick my neck out now and say that they'll make it into the Guía. I don't know how far they're going to go in the Guía, but I think they'll make it. And on Palencia, I think if they make it into the Guía that will be enough for him to stay, particularly as he, he's doing other good things with the squad, such as bringing through more of the um, Cantera players into the first team. So, you know, I don't think Pumas are bloody terrible at all. I think, actually, it's it's a strong squad. It's a good team. It's a team capable of having success in this Ligia, but uh, not a team that... that are, are good enough to take on Tigres uh, and attack them at, at El Volcan and, and not get picked apart. Uh, and Palencia, yeah, I think I think it all depends on, on the gear. If, if he doesn't make the gear, he, he could definitely go. If he does, then I think he'll be fine. But, you know, it's Liga Mekis. Who knows at the end of the day? Who knows what's going to happen? Okay, guys, uh, that's it for this week. Again, thank you so much for those of you You've listened to the podcast, uh, thanks for the questions. And yeah, like I said, let me know, what do you think of this season? Has it been exciting to you? Has it not? Or are you just waiting for Ligia to start because we're only three weeks away now? And yeah, uh, always, always exciting. Um, dramatic, if nothing else, Ligia. This week coming up, um, like I said, uh, doing an, an article that I think you guys will all find interesting on how... Um, foreign players are spread across the pitch in Liga Mekis, and whether Mexican attackers are underrated so keep an eye out for that and uh, yeah again thank you guys so much for all the support you give me I'll catch you next week